How many of you ever feel a bit overwhelmed? <laughs> yes, we all do, right? I mean, it could be any number of things in our lives that would tend to overwhelm us. If you're a parent, uh, it may be dealing with children, right? Uh, if you're uh, younger, it may be dealing with parents. Um, and uh, it could be the demands of job or school or family. It could be finances and maybe uh, getting behind in your bills, maybe some financial debt. Uh, it could be health issues uh, that tend to overwhelm us, sickness or chronic pain, or maybe you're just tired of COVID and all of these restrictions. And it could be your marriage. It could be relationships. It could be dealing with others. It, it, it might be uh, you are overwhelmed with grief today at the loss of a loved one, and uh, you're feeling that very keenly, maybe especially today. It, it may be caring for a loved one, and you feel overwhelmed uh, with all of that responsibility. Um, and, and the question is, even though we, we all feel overwhelmed, how do we sort of cope with those feelings of being overwhelmed? How do we kind of react to that? How, how do we get through those feelings of being overwhelmed or, or just anxious with the pressures and stresses of life? And for some of us, you know, we turn to ice cream and chocolate, okay, which is why I can't lose any weight because uh, that's my go-to. For others, it might be other kinds of vices, uh, and some would maybe turn to alcohol or drugs or, or more prescriptions or whatever it might be. Some would run to the casino. Uh, others might find escapism and binge-watching Netflix or some other thing. But we all have these escape kind of things that we do. And today, I, I want to to propose a, maybe a healthier and perhaps a more holy way for us to deal with those feelings of being overwhelmed, which affect not only moms, especially moms, but really affect us all. And so today on this Mother's Day, I want to direct your attention to the most beloved and most famous mother of all, that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, I know that moms can feel overwhelmed, but think about Mary as a young teenager being given the news that she was with child. I think that she perhaps felt more than a little overwhelmed at that announcement, and uh, today I want to look with you at some lessons that we can learn from Mother Mary about how we can sort of deal with the overwhelming feelings that we all experience in life. Let's face it, life can just get too much at times, right? I mean, it can just feel like, oh, it's going nowhere, I'm overwhelmed, I'm crushed with life. And we can all feel that way, and if you haven't yet, you will, because this is how life is. And so I want to share with you a reading from Luke chapter 1. It is the foretelling of the birth of Jesus Christ by the angel Gabriel. And before we uh, do that, let's pray together. Father, we come before you today simply to, to hear your word read and proclaimed, simply to worship you, Lord, to be fed and nourished and encouraged and maybe challenged and even exhorted today. So God, would you just come and speak to us, help us, Lord, to receive what it is that your Spirit is saying with open ears and open hearts and open minds. 
Come, Lord Jesus, come. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How can this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren, Elizabeth, is in her sixth month even now. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Do you think Mary might have been feeling just a little overwhelmed at that point in her life? You've got to remember that Mary was just a young teenager, 13, maybe 14 years old, probably at the most, and she was a virgin. She had never been with a man. The angel shows up and says, Mary, you're pregnant with God's child. How would you react to that news? We can imagine Mary thinking, how am I going to explain this? How am I going to tell my fiancé, Joseph? How is he going to respond? How will I ever tell my parents, uh, Mom and Dad, um, I'm pregnant and uh, it, uh, the Father is God? Right. Mary had to think through these implications. Maybe Joseph is probably going to leave her. My parents are going to doubt and maybe even disown me. The community is going to disgrace me. My reputation is shot. I, I could even be stoned. I could be killed for this. Verse 29. Mary was troubled greatly troubled at these words, you think. Imagine how overwhelmed Mary must have felt. Probably the fear of criticism. What's everybody going to think? The fear of the supernatural. What's going to happen inside my body? The Father is God? The Son of God? Fear of inadequacy. How could I possibly be a good mother to God's Son? And I think fear of change. What does this mean for my future, for the rest of my life? 
And so today, I want to share with you three things with the help of Rick Warren and a a message that I read that he had preached, and I want to just make it my own today and share it with you, uh, three things that Mary did when she felt overwhelmed. Three things that all of us can do, whether mothers or not, because we can all feel overwhelmed at times. The first one is simply this. And you might take out your outline and fill it in as we go. Let go, and I put this in the first person, let go of my need to control. Just say it with me. Let go of my need to control. Often, the more out of control we feel, the more overwhelmed we feel. We redouble our efforts. We try to control more. We manipulate. We could use force. We use willpower to try to make things work. And and, and we do this with our spouse and with our children and with coworkers and friends, but it seldom works. Usually we end up just feeling more stress. When we try to control the universe, it just seems to make matters worse. And we feel more overwhelmed. Here's a newsflash. Most of our lives are out of our control. Most of life is out of our control and can't even be figured out. We might think we're in control. We might like to think we're in control, but we are not. The Bible teaches us that life is a kind of mystery. The author of Ecclesiastes tries several things to try to make sense of life, and in the end, he finally concludes that that we should fear God and keep his commandments. This is the conclusion of the matter. Yes, God is a God who likes to reveal things, but God is also a God who likes to conceal things. Proverbs 25, verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. Now, it'd be nice if God told us all about everything that we go through and, and, and Lord, why is this happening to me? And, and, and God would explain it and, and we could fully understand all of our pain and all of the struggles that we go through, but that's not usually what happens. Why not? Because God is teaching us to rely more and more on Him, to trust Him more. You have to let go of your need to control the situation. Consider what Mary did in Luke chapter 1. After the big news in verse 34, Mary asked, How can this be? How can I have a baby when I am a virgin? And Gabriel responds in verse 37, Nothing is impossible with God. Now, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, and you too, we often like to ask that question, how? How will I get this done? How will I get through this? How can I overcome? How will I get him or her to love me again? Or how will I make it through? How will I pay the bills? How will I go on without him or without her? How? 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 Now, Mary asked how, but she isn't doubting God. She's just puzzled. How, Lord? And the angel simply responds, not with some specifics, but basically says, nothing is impossible with God. As if to say, is anything too hard for God? Mary, relax. 
God's got this. You can let go and let God. And finally, Mary concedes in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. So let's just admit it today. Um, most of us are control freaks. <laughs> we, we like to control situations. We like to, to uh, work towards certain outcomes. We seem to have an innate desire to control things because maybe we think we'd make it better uh, to do a better job than other people. You know, if other people would just see it the way we do, if other people would just do it the way we would do it, the, the right way, you know, uh, the world would be a much better place, right? If that family member, that friend, that church member, the pastor, if they would just do it the right way, this way, act this way, we would be much better off. So we make it our mission to try to fix things or to fix people, to change them, to control them. And until things are right in your world, it bugs you to no end. But King Solomon said in Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And one interpretation of that passage says it this way, trust God from the bottom of your heart and stop trying to figure everything out on your own. I love that. Friends, God doesn't need your help to run the universe. He is doing that just fine all on his own. I love that sign. Neva Nielsen gave it to me years ago. I put it in my office for a little while. It said, good morning, this is God. I will be handling all of your problems today. So have a good day. God is in control. Proverbs, uh, Psalm 138, verse 8 doesn't say, the Lord will work out my plans for my life or the Lord will work out the plans that I want for me. It says, the Lord will fulfill his purposes for me. Praise God. You see, God's plans and purposes are bigger than my plans. I think of Mary and Joseph. They probably wanted nothing more than to just, you know, settle down and, and to be married and to raise a family and, you know, buy a condo and have some food in the crock pot. And, you know, they, they, they were probably just looking to have a sort of ordinary life. But God's plans just blew that out of the water. God's plans are so much bigger than our plans. God's plans are also so much more painful, aren't they? They're so much more painful. If, if we're up to us, we just choose the easy way, the painless way all of the time. But that's not usually how God works. Think about Mary. Poor pregnant Mary made to sit on a donkey for miles after miles on the verge of delivery. How many moms think that would be fun? No. This is painful. This is hard stuff. And yet this is God's plan. They had to get back to Bethlehem for the, you know, for the census and that Caesar had decreed. But God is in control. God's plans were bigger. God's plans were more painful. And God's plans are always better. They're always better. Here God is calling Mary and Joseph to be used to deliver the Savior of the world who would in turn deliver all people one day. This is the kind of God we have. So 
What is it that you and I, what do we need to let go of today or this week? Is there something in your life that you're trying to control, that you're trying to work out, and you just need to lay it at the foot of the cross, lay it before God, and say, Lord, I give it up. I'm letting go of my need to control. Number two, the second thing that we learn today from Mary is not only that we can let go of my need to control, but let good people help me. Say it with me. Let good people help me. Now, sadly, this is the opposite of what we typically tend to do. I've seen it over and over again throughout my ministry. Uh, People feel overwhelmed and they start to pull away. They retreat from relationships. They back out of commitments. They isolate themselves. They say, leave me alone. I don't want to be near anybody. Let me cry in my beer. Let me hunker in a bunker. I've got to fix this on my own. People shy away from church. They pull out of small groups or Bible studies. They stop attending worship and they back away from the very thing, the people and even the pastor that can help them the most at a time when they need it. They cut themselves off. Notice what Mary does in contrast in verses 39 through 40. So right after the passage that I read for you, We read this, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea when she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Okay, Mary doesn't waste a minute. The passage says she got ready and hurried to the town to greet Elizabeth. Who is Elizabeth beside Mary's cousin? At least three things. First, Elizabeth was a godly woman married to a priest, married to Zechariah. And I think we could safely conclude that Mary was, uh, or excuse me, that Elizabeth was a woman who knew God. And she could pray to help Mary. She could intercede for Mary. She was a godly woman. The second thing Elizabeth was is that she was older. She was an elder to Mary who had a lot more life experience and therefore could give wise counsel and advice to the young teenage Mary. Thirdly, Elizabeth was also pregnant with her own miracle pregnancy. Not a virgin birth, but she was pregnant late in life after everybody thought she was barren. My womb is closed. I will never have any children. And just then, God allows her to become a mother late in life. She was carrying John the Baptist, Jesus' predecessor, Jesus' precursor, the one who would would, uh, prepare the way. The point is this. When we're overwhelmed, when you're overwhelmed, we need to find an Elizabeth. We need to find someone who can encourage us, uh, someone who can counsel you. We need to swallow our pride and allow others to help us when in need. It doesn't come natural for us, especially if you're Dutch or German, um, but we need to let others help us when in need, when feeling overwhelmed. So there are three things to look for in Elizabeth. Uh, Let's just summarize. The first one, uh, find a strong believer. 
Someone who knows God, who walks with Jesus and is familiar with Scripture. Uh, There's all kinds of advice. There's all kinds of counsel out in the world. But find Christian counsel. Find a Christian person, uh, a believer. That's number one. Number two, you might find someone who is a bit older than you, one who has more life experience and wisdom to draw from. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's older, but uh, sometimes that can help. Thirdly, you could find someone who is a little bit further along than you are, uh, someone who can relate to your situation, perhaps. Maybe somebody who's gone through what you are going through. And that's why we're here as a church, to help each other out through that. You see, the fact is everybody needs spiritual friends and godly mentors, King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. Paul said, share with God's people who are in need. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. The fact is we were created for connection, for Christian community. God never intended for you to go through this life alone. In fact, honestly, you can't. Lone Ranger Christianity is not biblical. It's not in the Bible. People say, oh, I don't need church. Well, baloney, we all do. We need other Christian fellowship uh, such as this. And uh, let me just say, again, that Grace Church is here for you. We're here. I'm here as best I can. I'm just one person. But to connect with each other Connect with each other in worship, before and after. Connect with each other in small groups or Bible studies or in friendship or at the coffee shop. But connect and develop a strong Christian support network before crisis happens so that you will be prepared when that day comes because it will come. So a couple of lessons from Mary that can help us when we are feeling overwhelmed. Let go of my need to control. Let good people help me. And thirdly, let God's, let, excuse me, let God give me strength. Just say it with me. Let God give me strength. Circle the word let on your outline. Some of you know that God is capable, that he will give you strength, but you won't let him. You keep thinking, I can do this on my own. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Or, you know, God helps those who help themselves. But God never said that. Benjamin Franklin said that. God did not. In fact, those statements are not even in the Bible. They're almost sub-Christian thought. The Bible says, in fact, just the opposite. It's not up to you. It's up to God. God is the one who empowers and gives you strength. And God is saying, let me help you. Why won't you let me help you? And there are over 3,000 promises by some estimates in the Bible, and many of them are promises where God says, let me walk with you. Let me be your strength. Let me take this. I will fight your battles. The reason, I think, that teenage Mother Mary was not blown away by the overwhelming circumstances of her miraculous pregnancy with God's child is because she was a woman, I believe, of God's word. 
She claimed the promises of God, especially those that were spoken directly to her in this episode with the angel Gabriel. In verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary, said Gabriel. You have found favor with God. Don't be afraid. Okay, take a deep breath. Verse 31 and following, You will be with child. You will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Okay, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. I'm going to believe it. And finally, Mary says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Again, Mary surrenders. Mary submits. Mary concedes. Mary chooses belief in the promises of God. And in verse 45, Elizabeth rejoices in this. And she says, blessed is she, referring to Mary, who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. It's why Mary could break forth into that great, uh, that great song of praise. We call it the Magnificat, verses 46 and following. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He has been mindful of the humble state of his servant, and on and on. Mary believed God's promises. She clung to them, and I think that that's why she could stay calm and composed when feeling overwhelmed. She let God give her the strength. You ever hear of that one little word, frogs? <laughs> that acronym, frogs? Fully relying on God's strength. May that be kind of our, our mantra, our motto, even as Grace Church, that we are relying on God's strength. How's your reliance personally on God? Do you cling to his word? Do you lift your hearts up and praise to him? It seemed like Mary focused on his word and she praised God. Two, two great things to do. You know, I know that in my own life, when I'm feeling stressed or anxious, it's usually at a time when I've sort of lost sight of God's word when I'm focused more on my problems than on praises. Those are the times where I begin to feel fearful, where I begin to kind of lose it and just feel overwhelmed. There's something about taking your focus off from your own problems and putting that focus on a big God. You've got a big problem. That may be true, but guess what? We've got an even bigger God. Amen? Amen. Is anything too difficult for God? Nothing is impossible. I love what verse, uh, chapter 40 of Isaiah, what he wrote there. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. We just can't even begin to understand God. We can't figure him out. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I just love that passage. We can hope on the Lord. We can wait on the Lord. 
and he will give us strength. I've lived 57 years now. I don't even, I lose count. 56, 57 years. And, uh, you know, I found that to be true. And I bet you have too. That when you wait on the Lord, God has a way of kind of bringing things around and working things out. The Apostle Paul, he just put it very succinctly. He said in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed today. Maybe you're a mom and you're overwhelmed. Maybe this is a sad day for you as you remember your mom or you think about children who have gone before. And you may be feeling overwhelmed even with grief today or just sadness that kind of taints this day for you. Maybe it's something totally unrelated to family. Maybe you're just overwhelmed with the stuff of life. And today, I believe God is calling you to him and he is saying, would you trust me? Would you let go and let me take it for you? Would you be willing to swallow your pride and let other people into your life to help you? Maybe even reach out. Say, hey, I'm in need. Can we go out for coffee? Can we just talk? Sometimes we have to take the initiative. Not everybody can read your mind. And reach out and let good people help you and, and, and to let go. God give you strength because he will. It's a fact. It's a promise. And he never fails. Amen? He never fails. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. And may the example of Elizabeth give us hope and strength and encouragement in times when we're feeling overwhelmed. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today simply to say thank you for the example of Mother Mary, this young teenage girl who suddenly is chosen by you and becomes pregnant with your child, with Jesus. And Father, we can only pretend or try to imagine what Mary might have been thinking and feeling in that moment, and yet she is an example of faith. Dear Mary, and how she, how she sort of coped with that situation and, and chose to trust and how it worked out for her. It wasn't easy. And Lord, it's not easy for us either. So many things in life can weigh us down. We can be crushed from time to time too. Thank you, Lord, that we can let go and let you take our situation and heal us and renew us and refresh us so that we can run again and be renewed and restored. This we thank you for, and this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.